since from growing up till you get to like, I don't know, 18 to 20-ish? Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I think when you're growing up and you're at that age where your mind is still developing, it's the prime time for them to put their beliefs and what the expectations yeah. of the religion are onto you. Yeah, and I think that it's a little bit toxic in a way to grow up in an environment like that. I'm not saying I grew up in a strict environment like that because I was definitely on and off in different churches, like doing different things and when I moved yeah. it took a, it takes a while to find a church that you actually like or that yeah. you feel like home at home at so there was definitely that that kind of played into the way that I grew up and like how I feel about it now because I wasn't yeah. around it my whole entire childhood yeah I definitely <laughs> good. I definitely grew up in church I don't know if like growing up in church did much for me other than I was already exposed to that religion and I'm still like practicing that religion but like other than that I don't know Sunday school didn't really do a whole lot other than let's color a picture of Jesus (laughs) I definitely think that you can be religious and like still practice a religion and not fully believe and um like what's the word demonstrate the beliefs and like you know do, do that makes sense or do you, do you want to like elaborate, elaborate yeah that? so i'm saying like i identify as a christian on some level but i do not agree with all the beliefs that the church that i have actively been going to or that i've grown up in i don't fully believe in the beliefs that they are teaching us and projecting onto young people for how to live their life okay, i.e yeah. being modesty um like so purity then, things like yeah. that like i think there's another level and that as we get older and the generations are changing these expectations need to be modified to fit in with society yeah. as it's changing okay that i agree with And I feel like that was more easy to understand (laughs) for people out there and myself. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Talking Um, sometimes makes me go, yeah. Yeah. I guess just like with also, okay, there's so many ways we can just take this conversation because we want to hit so many points. Yeah. It's like, do we want to go into purity? Do we want to go into modesty? Do we want to go into feeling like home? Let's start with modesty. Okay. Modesty. Modesty and purity kind of play together. Not. Yeah, modesty is the hottest. Okay. Matthew West. I think that's his name. Matthew West. The one that put out that video, which is since taken down by him. I don't know how these things just pop up on my social media, which is another thing. I think social media plays a huge impact on purity and modesty in this day and age because of the way that people now dress and portray themselves on social media a lot of the most famous people like kim kardashian and a lot of other i don't really know big people but they make their feed more sexual because that's what gets the attention of people and um i saw this thing on a reel that i was watching where this girl is christian she posts about it and she was wearing something and someone commented if you were christian why are you wearing stuff like that and she's like how i dress and act has nothing to do with my religion like, that's between yeah. me and God. And I'm like, I 100% agree with that. 
Because yeah. I think my relationship is between me and God. It has nothing to do with the way I dress and the way I act. That does not project my spirituality. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, I totally just, like, zoned out for a second. I was, like, really thinking. Um, um, okay, yeah. I mean, and regardless, like, whenever I think of modesty, I think of, okay, let's say it's summertime, so you're going to the beach. Maybe a one-piece bikini that covers your entire butt. Or maybe, you know, wearing shorts or something. Wait, did you just say a one-piece bikini? Because I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. A one-piece. Check out the bikini part. <laughs> delete, delete. <laughs> a one-piece that covers your whole butt that's, like, I don't know, very yeah. just conservative, yeah. you know, not showing anything. Like, I don't know. That's, that would, I guess yeah. that could be considered, like, modest swimwear. Or just regular clothes. It's summer, again, so, like, crop tops and stuff like that. Like, jean shorts that are really short. I mean, okay, obviously, if they're, like, you know, kind of... Booty shorts. Too much, then, I mean, sure. That's kind of, <laughs> like, eh. But, like, just regular, like, shorts. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like sometimes there can be people that judge for wearing even things like that. Yep. Because they're like, oh my gosh, like, you're almost showing too much, or... Oh, you're showing your belly button. You like, you know, like so inappropriate. It comes down to personal preference too, and how you feel, because it's the same thing where you're like, it, if you're comfortable going out in it, then what does it matter what someone else thinks? That's just they don't. Yeah. They personally wouldn't wear that. So yeah, or maybe they like they wish what? they could pull that off, or wish they could yep. wear that wear that and then on the inside yeah. it's like okay well I need to be you know jealous of this person or act a certain way to make me feel yeah. better but I have found that in a number of younger church goers it, like in youth group or the more like college young adult range yeah. they are more trendy now and they are going with the styles a lot more yeah. Which I don't think is a bad thing because times are changing, trends are changing, styles are changing, and yeah, we can't expect everybody to wear clothes that cover up their whole entire body. Yeah. I mean, I think it also comes down to your intentions with your yeah. clothes, too. Like, you can usually tell when someone's, you know, trying to get attention and show off things that they probably shouldn't be. Yeah. with certain clothes and then a lot of times you can tell when someone's just wearing something because like they think it's cute and that's their style and it makes them feel good yeah and if you're actively being like "Ooh, look at me or posing in a way or just yeah. doing it strictly for pictures and then or you're constantly adjusting it like like that's like a sign that you're not media, comfortable like, in what you're wearing like just to draw that attention because it makes you feel better yeah you might need to work on yourself Check your motives. Everybody, like Kim Kardashian. I feel like everything she posts now is for likes and comments and I mean, it follows. Makes sense. But she over, like, over-sexualizing things. That's one thing that I've noticed yeah. with the church, which kind of goes into purity, where they over-sexualize everything. They're like, oh my gosh, if you kiss, if you hug, if you're, like, close. Hold hands. Hold hands. If you're, like, physically... 
in, not intimate, because, like, but it is intimacy, holding hands. Like, I know. know both of us have had experience in churches where people will come up to us and be like, hey, um, you're standing too close together. You shouldn't be holding hands right now. Oh, my gosh, you're not married. Like, you know, can't be doing all this. Oh, you can't kiss. Like, even just a little mwah. You know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they can envision that with the sound. <laughs> but like, just little things like that. Yep. And again, I think it comes down to personal beliefs and how you personally want to live your life. I think yeah. people that are projecting stuff like that onto you wouldn't personally do it, and it's like, okay, cool, but that's not my choice. Yeah. And I get they're trying to put in the principles of the Bible and stuff like sex before marriage, no, and like all stuff like that, but you may be that Christian that believes in that, but I personally don't. Yeah. I think there's definitely some, what's the word, bringing up to date that we could do with the Bible. Yeah. Well, that person got honked at I mean, going. I also see a lot of Christians get married so after, like so quickly after they start dating or whatever or just of knowing each other yeah and like i've seen okay christian youtubers mm-hmm. will be like ooh juicy q and a let's talk about sex before marriage yes. and like relationships and stuff and they're like like there was one couple they were like so we weren't pure before we got married you know we we did stuff together but then we went and got married and we, now it's better we, we, you know, prayed about it and confessed and, you know, so now that we're married, it's okay. That right there is one thing that I have noticed so much, not even in the younger generations, but in general, is Christians will repeatedly sin and then repent and be like, my sins are forgiven, I am no longer a sinner. I, I don't know if it's just me or something, but every single time I hear that, I'm like, is this just your way of trying to say that the sins you are repeatedly doing is okay? Because yeah. it's not, it's oftentimes it's not just one sin, it's multiple, and then they're like, but I've repented, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, that's, that's like one thing that kind of drew me away from the Christian religion, because I was like, that's not even being a good person, that's just, you know, like... Yeah, sinning like, and then trying to create a way for it to be okay. Like, You're like God forgives me because I repented, so it's okay that I did that. I'm like, um, like yes, should have done it in, in the first place. I was say yes, God has grace for you, yeah. but that doesn't mean you can use it to your advantage. Exactly. Like I think there's like times where, of course, accidents happen and caught in the moment, but when it's repeatedly done and you are actively and knowingly doing a deed after you know that you shouldn't be doing it, and then you're like, but I'm just going to go repent, and it'll be fine. And then you put on this persona and, you know, act like, you know, you're this perfect Christian, you know, don't ever do any of this stuff, you know, in front of all these other people, it's like, okay, well, now you're acting fake, too. Yeah, I, I don't actively go out and be, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. My life is perfect. Exactly. I don't go around telling people that I'm a Christian, and I don't even actively advertise that I'm a Christian. I live the Christian religion inside of me the way that I best see that the Christian religion should be lived. But I don't go around telling people because I feel like me telling people is almost cocky in a way. Like, oh, I have a free pass because I'm a Christian. Yeah. And I don't want to be that person. I just want to be a good person. Yeah. And I put some of the 
beliefs and um, principles of Christianity into my life. Yeah. But that's about the extent of it. Like, people use the, like, say, I'm a Christian and all this stuff as an excuse to just kind of write off all their wrongs. Yeah. Or they put Bible verses in their Instagram bios, but then you meet them in person, and it's like, uh, okay. You definitely are not this kind of person. But it's like on social media, you can create any image you want to create. Yeah. You can really just go, there's a neighborhood. I mean, I'm just going to turn around this. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. It's just kind of one of those things where, take it with a grain of salt. I've noticed yeah. that a lot of Christians say one thing and do another, and not that I'm, like, bashing any Christians, because everybody is different. It's just a couple of people that I have personally met and come across. Yeah. Like, I'm, I've met plenty of Christians that are true to who they say they are, and they own their mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like, I personally own all my mistakes. I don't know if that's just, like, a flaw of mine where I'm just like, yeah, I messed up. I take full responsibility. I'm like, I don't go around being like, I've repented. I haven't accepted what I did, but I told God what I did. Like, I think there's a difference there between actively accepting your mistake as you and not blaming it on the enemy and not blaming it on yeah. someone else. Saying, no, this was fully me. It's in human nature to sin. I sinned. God is giving me grace. I'm going to accept that I sinned and move on. You know what is some, sometimes kind of annoying is when people go and make, like, apology videos where, like, guys, I messed up, and then proceed to tell their whole story and, you know, things like that just for attention. I, the Christians that are attention seekers are, they're just, they use their religion for purely I don't think it's for the right reasons yeah. when you are actively saying I'm a Christian this is my duty to do this I'm a mistake I'm going to turn it into a whole story to gain followers and all this yeah I'm yeah. like um okay like yeah. I don't want all my mistakes to be publicly put out there for everybody to just yeah. see I kind of want it to be like I messed up but I don't owe you an apology yeah I'm just going to say I messed up I'm going to take the grace that I have received and move on with my life. I'm not yeah. going to be like, it was the enemy. Like, you cannot blame the enemy for everybody's yeah. actions. Like, that's yeah. just, like, one thing that, especially nowadays, everybody is blaming their, their um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> their... Just wrongs, troubles. Yeah, I'm looking do. for the word where you're... Tempted, like your temptations. temptations. When you're yeah. tempted and you're like, oh, it's the enemy. Yeah. The and I'm just like, up on me. I'm like, I, I believe, this is a personal belief, I don't believe that the enemy is what's making us sin. Because the enemy is just something that Christians say is what's causing you to sin. Because they have no other way to explain it. But I believe that humans are naturally born to sin. That's what happened. I mean, it even says that in the Bible. Exactly. So blaming the enemy is not the cause of our problems. And I, like, no, I messed up. It wasn't the enemy causing me to do it. It was me as a human doing what humans naturally yeah. do. We're naturally going to have things that happen that aren't good. Exactly. And that's why we have grace. Yeah. And another thing with temptation and stuff is, like, 
humans are naturally like sexual beings so yeah that's one thing i'm trying to explain to people is that once you hit a certain age it's science it is literal science that our bodies will have that urge we're yeah. not going to be pure till we're 23 and not have any urges yeah it's just not possible I just, I don't think I've ever met any high schooler, like, once they meet a certain age, that hasn't had any temptation or feelings or emotions yeah. or anything because it's not realistic. And I think a lot of people expect us to be so pure and, like, never have these thoughts or never have emotions, yeah. never act on anything. And I'm like, it's like, just not possible. Like, you're never going to feel any temptation until you're married and then it's like, boom. Yeah, it's like as soon as you're married, boom, have them. Okay, I don't know what life you're living in, <laughs> but can it's you, not real life. Can you just yeah. give me a little bit of that? Yeah. Well, I, science, I'm just, I, I don't know. But I think, back to the whole enemy thing, they like to blame a lot of stuff on the enemy as something where they always say one thing is like, God made you to be uniquely you. But then when you do something that doesn't fit their image or what they want in their church, they're like, it's the enemy causing you to do these things. I'm like, wait, yeah. I thought you said God said I'm uniquely made. I am me. Like, whenever I went to that one church that one time and something happened and, you know, I was trying to get out of a situation, the people of the church were just like, oh, but it's the enemy doing this to you. This isn't you. This is the enemy. But see, I was getting out of something that was only for their benefit. Yeah. So I don't really want to go into detail about it, so that's very vague. Yeah, but like, you get the point. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, when you realize that you're start. I had a similar situation where I was doing a lot at this church, and I had a high standing, whatever. And yeah. I noticed, after a while, that I was becoming someone I didn't want to be. And yeah. I got out of it, and they were like, are you sure? It's, it's just the enemy trying to bring you away from this. And I'm like, this isn't who I am. I am not this person. I feel like I'm putting on a mask, literally and figuratively, because yeah. you had to wear a mask. Anyway, <laughs> but like, I felt like when I was walking in there, I was having to put on a show for who I really was. Yeah. I'm like, that's not me. I am a Christian, yes, and I do have Christian beliefs, but I do listen to songs from like, Say Cardi B, Megan the Stallion, Doja Cat. I don't want to have to hide that because of my standing in church. Yeah. And I'm not even getting what I fully think I should be getting out of this experience. Now, not to say everybody else doesn't have that. Like, there are some people that were like, oh my gosh, this is me and this is who I am. Yeah. But for me, that's just not it. A lot of, like, some churches, too, really try to push their image on you. Like, the one, one church that we went to... Like, we've even seen people change. So we've known some people before they went to this church, and they're still going to this church, and we've seen how they've changed. And, like, everybody that's gone to this church have literally turned into the same person. Yep. There's no... They're so different than they, who they originally were. There's no uniqueness and to the church. a lot of these people were also Christians before, so it's not even that they weren't a Christian, now they are. It's just... They've changed to fit the church's view yeah. and what they want their image to be and their aesthetic. And it's just, it's not them. There's some, that's great. There's something about that that is almost like popularity. 
because churches now especially they have such a high standing and whereas like if you're in the church you're naturally going to be popular because this is what our country wants more like you know because i feel like everywhere you go you have churches like in utah it's mormon church and like that's a majority of utah you come here and it's a majority of like non-denominational yeah yeah but I think they're taking the, yeah. the whole term of non-denominational Christianity to a... I don't even think the church we went to is non-denominational. No, it was. Really? Yeah, how's yeah. the church being non-denominational? Yeah, that's what it is. Really? Mm-hmm. See, that is not what a non-denominational church... That's not what I would have thought it would have felt like then. They clearly messed that one up. But, anyways. So, I think that along with the whole... Like a, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say here, but yeah, you get the gist. <laughs> yeah. And a big thing that really stood out to me was how fake everybody became after a while. Yeah. And how not. After so long of being there, you start to, or being in a church, you start to quickly realize who's acting like their authentic self and who's putting on a persona to fit this stereotype. Yeah. Now, this is going to sound really weird and like spiritual higher end, whatever, but I feel like I can feel someone's energy and I can base off how you act if you're real or not. And I have experiences where I will literally hang out with you and then realize you were fake and they cut you off like I won't talk to you whatever and I've done that with a couple people from the church because I noticed how they became fake over time and I'm like I don't really know how to explain this to you I haven't explained it to a lot of people because like it's really hard to explain when I'm hanging out with you that I don't want to hang out with you because you're not who you were when I first met you you've changed and I can feel that you're not who you really are like I just don't see your true authentic self like with you like, you and I, we're, we're rebels. We go against yeah. what the church would want. And I can see that that's our authentic selves. Yeah, both of us have stayed true to ourselves throughout the whole before till, before church, through church, until now. It's because we have and been nogging. That's part of why we had so much trouble with church, with the previous church that we went to, was yeah. because we just, we never fit into their image. And, like, we didn't try to. We we Mm-mm. literally just, we were ourselves the whole time. And, like, things yep. that we did, like, each of us, like, what I did there at the church. And I was like, oh, you know, I like this. Like, I want to bring a little bit of me into this thing that I did. and Stuff like that. And they were like, mm, but this doesn't really, like, you know, fit us. I was like, well, then why did you put me in here? Like, you, you yeah. said you wanted my eye for this, but, yep. you know, you, you keep changing everything that yeah. I'm creating for you. <laughs> like, I don't know how to say it without, to make this make sense without giving detail. I mean, it makes sense. Like, they were taking your creative ideas and altering it to fit what they wanted. Yeah. Like, they were like, mm, good take. Not what we want, though, but thank you for trying. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, I've had similar situations. Not really because what I did was kind of different than you. But I've also realized that as much as you don't want to admit it, 
more times than not the people I've met in the church who I've thought have been like true people are either really really fake or super super pressuring mm-hmm. that's the proper word I don't think it is but you know they really just pressure you to become more involved or to like read your bible join devotionals come to this group come to that group they you know I just realized that especially the one that we went to they tried to make things like literally almost every night of the week you know like multiple days a week and they'd be like oh well this night you need to go to this this night you need to go to this this you need to spend all day here on sunday you know stuff like that and it's like basically you want my whole life devoted to you and your church join our bible group on this yeah. app and do devotionals on this daily but not even to the religion and to the real purpose behind mm-hmm. you know what we believe but to just helping you as a church because you don't want to pay more people to yeah. work for you yeah i did have a conversation with a leader or someone and like i am at the age where i'm at the cutoff from the young adult group and the middle or the middle school high school group so like once i turn 19 technically i can't go to youth group anymore but i'm i'm not going to youth group strictly for the um socialization aspect i do feel like i get a pretty good amount of what i am going in like what my heart is needing to hear i will hear it from time to time i just like my heart just naturally shields itself from the negative and what i need to hear versus what i don't need to hear Mm -hmm. and I was talking to someone about the older group, and and they were like, oh, well, you can come to this, um, and, like, no pressure, it's very chill, not like this youth group, this and this and this, and I feel like it's almost just saying that to get me there, and once I'm there, I'll realize yeah. that it's not at all what it, they said it would be. No, no hate to that, because I'm sure that's not how they intend to come off, but it's just, like, I personally have heard from other people and from experiences where you've said similar things and it turned out to be the exact opposite yeah like I can say I went to the young adults group and the last few times that I went because I did try to keep going because I was like oh you know maybe next time will be better but the last few times I felt the most uncomfortable I have felt in so long like I just I did not feel welcome at all I felt so out of place and like I kind of don't know why but I do at the same time, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. I just, it was a weird feeling. Yeah. But, and I think a lot of people are going through it, and I think a lot of teenagers especially can relate to this feeling. And I know a lot of the people that I've met at the youth group one solely go more because their parents are involved with the church and they want their kids to grow up involved in the church. But a lot yeah. of my acquaintances have become like the type of person who puts on a show when they're in the church and then when they're outside, when I hang out with them outside, they're a different person. Mm -hmm. Which oftentimes, like with one of my really good friends from the church, she's like me and we kind of relate because inside the church she's like, you know, herself. But then there's a couple that you walk in and put on a show and then you get to know outside and it's like, whoa, where did you come from? Yeah. But it's like inside the church, they're like, oh, she's so good. She gets this and this and this. And then outside, I'm like, church would not accept that. Yeah. Like, do you even know her? I'm like, I mean, it's none of my business, really. But it's just like, I put on my true self 
inside and outside the, ch- the church because I yeah. don't want to lead on people to think I'm someone that I'm not Yeah. solely for their benefit. Because what type of person lies about who they are just so they can gain popularity or friends or yeah. whatever? I just don't think that's a proper thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm on a really long tangent here. Yeah, yeah, but you did. Yeah, I think that was everything we wanted to cover, right? I mean, for the most part. I will say, I do see a lot of younger girls now who act one way when they go to youth group or church, and then the things they post on social media or the way they act and talk and all this stuff and the way they treat people yep. is like, oh my god, like, that's bad. Yeah. like, that's terrible. And you, like, almost want to expose them, but then you're like, why would I do that? I'm not that type of person to get on your yeah. level. Yeah. I'm like, you, you'll figure it out eventually. Sooner or later, people will figure out who you really are, and it'll be like... Yeah. Boom. <laughs> exactly. But, Especially in a small town. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Everyone knows everything. Do not even bring up small town <laughs> drama. Like, that's a story for Goodness. another day. But... <laughs> yeah. You kind of just gotta, like, what I was saying earlier to you at the coffee shop, I was mm-hmm. saying how when you, almost the saying, finding angels and the devils in a devil's town, yeah. where when you find who you are and you truly accept and live authentic to who you are, you are likely to attract the people that are meant to be in your life because you're just radiating yeah. the energy that you want to receive. And I know that sounds so hippie, but it's so true. Yeah. Because my best friends I've met by truly being authentic to myself. Yeah. And not trying to portray someone I'm not because then I'm just going to end up attracting more fake people. I feel like whenever, once I notice people are kind of like fake or act one way around one person, another way around another, et cetera, et cetera, it's like a turn off. Yep. I don't understand. I don't get it. And then, like, you realize one person's fake, and then you realize that everybody else that they hang out with is just like them. And you kind of just, like, don't even want to interact with them. And I don't want to come off as snotty or, like, ignorant or anything. It's just, like, I'm trying to protect myself from this negativity that I don't want in my life. Yeah. That's not to... A lot of people maybe are like, I'm being unique to me, and we're meant to like different things. So we... Our personalities just don't go together. Yeah. It's not that I'm hating on you or anything. It's just I don't think our personalities are meant to be together now. I can say I've definitely, in a way, lost a lot of friends just because they ended up either turning into someone they're not or they were fake or, you know. I know the dogs are so cute. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Don't bite me, so cute. Anyways. <laughs> um, just like I used to have a bunch of friends at the church and stuff and then it eventually got to a point where everyone just started trying to be but be like each other and I don't know I never fit that just type and I was kind of like kicked out of their group because of it and yep. I know you have too yeah we and were kicked like, out of we were practically kicked out of the same group yeah it's sad like, we used to be friends with this one person, and then, like, she just changed completely. Oh, she she changed to another person. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay. 
Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of for the best, though, because we didn't need the negativity and, yeah. like, constant pressure to be someone we're not in our lives. Yeah. And I think, I think over the past few months, we've found our authentic selves. Yeah. And it's Over so, the past year. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so easy More to so. live a happy life. And at this point, when you become authentic, you don't even care what other people think. Yeah. You're just like, okay. Like yesterday, we went and took pictures on the beach. We got in the ocean <laughs> in dresses, guys. And, like, we had a t- big old tripod camera set up and everything. And there were tons of people there, too. Like, lots of people. Yeah. You know, summertime in Florida. Whoop, whoop. Um, and we were just, we're pretty sure there was this family, like, group of people that were laughing at us. But we're just saying, nah, they were definitely laughing at the other person over there. Yeah, but we really, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And we got some, we're like, you know what, Funny whatever. Photos. We look ridiculous, but it's fun because yeah. who cares? Yeah. As long as we're happy. <laughs> yeah, and then we posted on Instagram our bad photos. But yeah. I think that's so, like, needed nowadays. I see a lot of people just posting, like, post images where they want to just say oh my life is perfect I have no negativity but that's not the reality of life and life has struggles and life has bad dark chapters that you have I always say chapters but it's like it's so true you have times where you're struggling and then you get on Instagram and you want to post a photo that's like I'm doing so well but it's like no I'm actually hurting inside and I'm going to tell you I'm hurting inside and not get on Instagram for the next month but I'm going like, to let you know that, hey, real life is happening, and I just, hey I, don't, I don't have the ability to be yeah. here. And, like, I don't need to go into detail about what's happening, but I need to be like, I'm struggling, and it's okay to struggle. But yeah. also, on the other side of that. Normalizing it. Yeah. Also, but on the other side of that, I think there's something so genuine. 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 <laughs> what was I saying? Genuine connection. Genuine. Um, genuine love, that's what it was, genuine love, anyway, (laughs) there's something so genuine about posting photos of you being authentic to yourself, like, our funny photos, like, follow us on Instagram if you want to see those, because they are funny, but, like, seeing those, it's like, okay, they're a real person, their photos don't turn out perfect all the time, they are goofy, they have a personality. I love seeing people post, like, things that show who they are, versus just, like, bikini pictures like yep let me show you my butt or something like I think there's something <laughs> that about being real and raw with your audience that creates a connection that you wouldn't otherwise get it's like I've gotten a couple comments on my youtube channel shout out to my youtube channel <laughs> yes. that is like I relate to you or thank you so much like there was one person that was like thank you so much for posting about like my summer glow up and doing it internally and doing it for you because she's like I feel like I'm going to create a routine and I'm not going to be pressured by other people's influences when I go to college because I'm going to be me and I'm like that's what I want to hear I want to encourage people to be them not to create like I see all these like it girls and I'm like okay you become an it girl and you're literally the same person than everybody else okay there's no authenticity to that yeah, but this went from church to now authenticity. But you know, that's this how we could roll. Have been a whole other podcast too. Yeah. Anyways, this is how we roll though. We're just like yeah, two in one, baby. Um, they see you rolling. They hate it. Catch me running dirty. You know what we could do? We could honestly cut it in two. We could. We could elaborate on authenticity more in another episode too. Yeah. 
We could just leave this and then yeah. do a whole other episode, like, really elaborating on authenticity. Yeah. That's probably what we'll end up doing. Do you guys like listening to our tangents? <laughs> Conversations? Do you, do you always, do you leave these kind of things in there whenever you um, upload them? Yeah. Just, like, because I feel like every episode we're, like, oh, okay, next time we're going to talk about this. It's, like, they always get a little preview of, like, what's to come. I think there's something, like, I, I keep using the word authentic, but this is real life. We're not going to cut and edit because in real conversations, you do go in separate directions all the time. Yeah. But so many people relate to it, and they're like, thank you for showing the real side of life. Exactly. Because we're not going to be, like, scripted. We are completely unscripted, so if we go off topic, that's why. So, listen, every time we've tried to make, like, a checklist, like, kind of, like, notes thing of, like, okay, we're going to go over this, this, and this, whatever, it doesn't work. I got to say, that stuff doesn't work. Nope. When we're, like, okay, what are we going to talk about? Okay, this is the topic. We do want to hit on, you know, these points. Let's just start here and see where it goes. Yep. And that's kind of it. That's kind of how it goes. And I honestly love it. Me too. I mean, it's, we find our audience that likes it too. And we go yeah. There. But I guess this is probably a good place to end. Yes. Yes. So okay. thank um, you so much for listening. And if you made it to the end, comment on our latest Instagram post, a red heart. Yes. Let us know that you made it to the end. We'll give you guys a shout out on yeah. our Instagram. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I know everyone loves a good shout out. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. We're authentic selves. That's. Yes, queens. And kings. And forget about the kings that listen. I see you, dad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, hope you guys have a lovely day. Bye. Bye.